Because you're difficulties. A ah, yeah, secretly sadistic. That would be quite a well kept secret for me. I think I don't think no I come kidding. across sadistic usually. No, you come across very humanitarian. <laughs> That's because I am. Hi I guys. I, you came into a part of the conversation or our joke where now it sounds like I'm actually confessing to being a sadist. Yeah, which he was. No. <laughs> no. That no. was just my interpretation. I think it was, it's a funny thing to think about for me, I guess. Yeah. Because it's out of place. It's completely the opposite of your personality. Yeah. No, I've had people who wanted that where, like, like if it's a kink thing or whatever, they want that. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. And I'm really fucking bad at it is the whole thing. Like, it feels so awkward to say intensely dominating sadistic things because i'm just like i need a script basically i'd be good at it yeah but i mean like you have to sell it too like you can come up with mean things but you actually have to be mad yeah i could get mad right and i mean i think that's the (laughs) issue i know you could do all those things but the issue when it's in that context is sadists like you can't actually lose control or be mad but for me and you like we'd actually have to be pissed to be able to get that like acidic commentary out so we'd have to like we'd have to do a method acting session and then it could be dangerous and safe words would have to happen with our partner so that would be a problem but definitely you for sure like i don't know i I don't have to try it yeah that's not my fear though yeah, I was going to ask you, what is your fear of the week? She's been excited to tell me. <laughs> I I kind of told you, but you probably forgot because that was like a week ago. I forget everything. I know, so. Go um. ahead. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Uh, So I don't know if you remember like two episodes ago we were doing, like like my fear was like a Facebook thing that I had posted, the Black Lives oh, Matter post. Oh, yes, yeah. And then someone was like, there's no racism in law enforcement. There is no um, bossing say. And I, I was like, can't, can't talk to you but yeah <laughs> then this other person so then there started to be a debate between two different people oh yeah that sounds like under a the post. post like this is my most popular post uh, of 2020 it's gonna be and forever it will be yeah i'll be reminded of it for years to come and they're like arguing about it and it came up uh residential schools oh boy and basically my the one person was like what was wrong with residential schools? At least they had a roof over their head and three meals a day. Uh, <laughs> reservations were a nightmare. And I'm like, then why would they risk their lives trying to escape to get back to the reservation? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I mean, this is where their families were. Like, <sighs> Residential schools were what? a nightmare. Yeah, people were um, raped. They had their fingers cut yeah, off Yeah, I just do not like, understand where he's coming from. And he's like... He's coming from the yeah. perspective of someone who never had to be at a residential school. And apparently is the thing. hasn't read anything about it or watched any of the documentaries. Oh, I mean, those are the people who have the loudest bigoted opinions, are the people who've never actually studied I know. those opinions. <laughs> I know. Like, you need to read about shit. Yeah. And then you can come back and be like, okay, this is my position on this. Yeah. But you, you can't argue something you don't know anything about and you just assume that you know. Yeah, it took me... Check uh, your references. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. cite your sources. Cite your fucking sources. (laughs) MLA format, please. But, like, (laughs) 
Yeah, no, like, it took me eight years to come to a conclusion of my own political beliefs. They have shifted and changed gradually as yeah. I've learned more. Mine too. And they're subject to change further because that's what happens when you yeah. actually read about what you're talking about. Yeah, you learn more. Yeah. That's shocking. That's I the shocking know. outcome of reading is that you learn about the topic you're reading about. <laughs> Usually. That is my thesis paper for my master's degree. Yeah, but I mean, like, also the problem with even that is that, you know, I bet a lot of, like, your weird people that you didn't know were racist in your friend, like, in your quote-unquote friends on Facebook, um, they probably have read some things. The problem is that those things were probably from Fox News and Alex Jones. And um, memes and made memes by rednecks. On, yeah, 4chan <laughs> memes. Like, <laughs> Reddit. I don't, They're like, right? hey, look at this. No, this meme says. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I form right. all my opinions based on the memes. neo-Nazis on Tumblr. That's what, right. <laughs> that is what is ridiculous on Facebook, too. People like, okay, yeah, memes are fun. <clears throat> but they're not But sources. you can't just present them and be like, proven like uh, <laughs> i proved my point like no you did not someone made that and they also could be very wrong like <laughs> yeah this is why like uh youtube for instance is not a source is the thing yeah youtube don't use wikipedia although that's more reliable than memes yeah sometimes probably um, sometimes i mean at least you can check what sources they used and if all the sources are from like uh, extreme Christian conservative radio.com. Yeah. Then you could probably know that's yeah. a bit big. Yeah, bigoted, you don't want to use anything from that. Um, don't use people's blogs. Because <laughs> that's not a source. Could you imagine? Like, oh, it's just incredible what people don't believe. Don't quote Emma Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On politics. On okay. Politics. I mean, I, I don't know what her politics are. I don't even oh, know, I don't know anything either. about her. But no, that's I a good example. Yeah. Don't I use your favorite. Watching, but not because I. Stop. I just don't have time anymore uh, yeah. for fun things. I but that's a good really example. only do school and work. Yeah, but like any popular YouTuber yeah, like, is a good yeah, example. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, uh, don't cite them that. like scientific facts about COVID. From a YouTuber. From a YouTuber. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, that should just go without saying, but it doesn't for some people. I know. Oh, well, well, at least the benefit of you, like I know that was your fear is having to deal with all this shit, but at least something good comes of it. Now you know who in your friends list is a huge fucking racist That's and true. you can unfriend them and not have to deal with them ever again. <laughs> I just ignore people. Like I don't honestly feel like I need to have the same political opinions as other people. I can tell that they're if they're being completely if they're straight up racist though, if they're like straight yeah, up racist, yeah. Or sexist or whatever. But like my one friend loves Trump. Oh, that's and, not a good uh, political opinion. It's just to something have. that we've decided to agree to disagree hopefully like you can just subtly sneak things in here and there because like, i i the do sometimes but i also don't want to hear her side and the th thing is well, there's some people i mean that sounds like i mean like ignorant, that's the but... <laughs> thing i actually have read trump's platform okay so i'm super into politics andrea likes to, to stay away from them i hate politics which is fair don't um, politic me I, everything is political is Don't the problem. Don't at me with your politics. Literally everything is political. You'll never escape it no matter how much you want. Even you existing as a woman to some people is political. Well, yeah. I'm but not still, even kidding. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. I want to yes. eat Yes, so pizza that's and the truth watch of it. Netflix. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the truth of it. You don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. It's, yeah. it's your life. You're allowed. You're not a politician, so it's not your job. But, um... 
<laughs> no, since I'm super into it, right? Like I've looked into opposing viewpoints from mine, like in depth, not just the most biased reportings of those like opinions. And his platform is actually just really fucking bad. It would be. I yeah. feel like a lot of his supporters who are otherwise good people actually have read less about him than I have, and I hate the man. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. The less you know about Trump, the more you love him. That makes sense. Yeah. What's your fear? My fear is, let's see. Oh, I have so many, Andrea. I don't know. It's the usual, probably, uh, existential horror. Okay. The typical that's stuff. Um, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, that's how that's how I live my life. Um, An existential horror. Yeah, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Look, no, I know. I'm be, valid. You be you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag valid. Um, but yeah, no, like that, that basically is it. Like I hate feeling like I'm stagnating. A lot of people who I've worked with are constantly afraid that I'm mad at them for some reason because I'm really bad at replying to messages very fast. Oh. But it's just because I suck at replying to messages fast. Yeah, That's he doesn't reply it. to my messages and I know he doesn't hate me. No, I just am overwhelmed with messages constantly. <laughs> so like from a variety of people and no, it's no one's... No one's spamming me or anything. It's just that, like, I talk to so many people. So I get overwhelmed easily because I'll see a list. And <laughs> that's immediately terrifying to me. And I'll be like, okay, there's a lot of people I am I need to answer. But this list is big, so I'm scared. So I'm not going to answer any of them. I just retreat. Yeah, I retreat. I know that feeling. I yeah. do that with work. Yeah, where you see, like, this huge stack of like, documents. Oh, that's a lot of emails. I'm just going to go... For a smoke. Yeah. Yep. Same. <laughs> and then watch some Netflix and pretend I'm working. Yeah. This is a self-care break. I promise. <laughs> for break. the next five years. Just for two hours for me. And then I'm like, all right, it's noon. I should maybe get some shit done. Yeah. But it does feel like that, right? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Uh, so I chose the topic today. No, you didn't. No, you chose the topic today. I can't believe it. Oh my god, I'm getting us confused. That's terrifying. With each other. That actually is alarming. It's because we're both blonde. Who right am now. I? <laughs> Who are okay, we? Okay, well, I'll just put this away then. I mean, you, you can go, go first, first if you want. No. I did choose the topic though, and you get to it, go first. Okay, okay, I will go first. The topic. Um, we made a list <laughs> a while it. back. I know. Did you? Yeah, I'm you losing did. my mind. I was going to say, did you just get mixed up with the order of episodes? But no, you're like, I got our identities entwined. Yeah. That's alarming. That's actually a scarier reason to have been confused. Like, you could have just played this off like, oh, yeah, but no. Instead, you're like, no, I'm crazy. It's fine. (laughs) Don't worry. It's fine. I feel like if you own up to it, it seems less bad. Well, now that I've pointed, like, a lot of attention toward it, maybe not. Sorry <laughs> like, about that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> I think that's fair, though. I get mixed up between things I've said or things, like, a friend of mine said. And, like, who did I quote that from again? Oh, it was me. Wait, was it? Right. Right? Right? That's normal. Yeah, I don't know. I think our memories are just really bad. That's what happens when you're stressed all the time. Well, and over-encumbered with shit that you have to do. Yeah, I really need to start writing down the shit because otherwise it's in my brain and yeah, that's just that's a bad what I do. I have a be. day planner. Um, I write everything down in it, and then I also set alarms to on top of that so that I don't forget to look at my day planner. Well, that's good. It's ridiculous, but um, yeah, yeah. So that's how I stay organized. 
and how to not stay organized is be like Ren. Do a cave diving expedition. Oh, okay. Is, I see you're leading into our I was, topic. I was leading into the topic. That you chose. I um, chose, yeah. So we did a list of like cave related stuff a, a wa- long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, but this time we each did like isolated cases because I like caves. Yeah, because I think that you chose it last time too. I think I probably did. I'm just interested you have in a caves. Cave obsession. They're horrifying. I think that's a big <laughs> fear of mine is getting stuck in a cave. Can you imagine an underwater cave? Yeah, and there are lots That'd and lots worse. of people died in them. I know. That would be even worse, yeah. But although for me I think getting trapped in two solid like against two solid cave walls. <gasps> no, right? I can't because it, of that. it's the claustrophobia. Like yeah. you feel no, yourself do. dying. And it's a panic attack. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Okay, before I have a panic attack, let's I will head dive into, into your this. story. Yes, so this one's really sad, but uh, you're going to hear about it if you want to. Mine is a bit of a bummer as well. Yeah, I mean, none of these are going to be happy. Well, it is a horror podcast. Yeah, and these are real people, so it's never going to be cheery, but um, <laughs> here we go. All right. All right, so this is The Death of John Edward Jones. Nutty Putty Cave. <laughs> I knew that was not going to work out, but unfortunately, that is what the cave is called. Why? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm sure it wasn't Probably always called that. Maybe looks like Nutty Putty? I'm guessing. Okay. Um, From the pictures I saw, I mean, maybe if you think don't about it. do they all kind of look like Nutty Putty? You know what it is? It's because the walls are smooth and it's very twisty and turny, like. Yeah, okay. like you could you could make a argument for that. All right. So it's a hydrothermal cave located west of Utah Lake in the U.S. The cave, first explored in 1960 by Dale Green, is currently owned by the Utah School and Institutional Trust Lands Administration and managed by the Utah Timpanogos Grotto. Of course. I knew that already. I hope I said that right. And yes, didn't we all know that? Yeah. <laughs> So in the past, despite its name, this cave has needed four rescues of cavers and Boy Scouts even who became stuck inside the cave's tw- uh, tight twists, turns, and crawls. Okay. Yeah. So it is a it is a really twisty, weird, fucking looking cave, and it's definitely dangerous. In yeah, two thousand six, I'm not going there. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, So in 2006, an effort was put forth to study and severely limit the number of visitors allowed inside the cave, especially since it was estimated the cave was receiving like 5,000 visitors per year, and a lot of them would enter like late at night and wouldn't take proper safety precautions. Why are they going at night? I don't know, because there wasn't any like thing in front of it, and I get That's why it's called that. I'm... Throwing you away <laughs> in the trash bin with you. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like the cave's popularity is what caused basically all the excessive smoothing of its rocky interior, right? And people were just rubbing up against the sides. Yeah, you can't help it. It's tiny. Like some of <laughs> oh, the passages okay. are very little. You have to be on there, like on your stomach crawl, even okay. if you're tiny. Nope, that's not good. Yeah, I already would be like, haha, no. So, like, this is not a big, big cave or anything. Like, it is big all over, but its twists and turns are not. Yeah. So, yeah, like, since it was smoothed down, you know, it was predicted that a fatality would occur in one of the cave's more prominent features, a 45-degree room called the Big Slide. Okay. So I'm guessing it was, like, a place that had been smoothed down so much that you could accidentally turn it and plumb it. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Seems... 
bad. Yeah, already not great. So yeah. <laughs> on May 24th, 2006, a gate was installed and the cave was temporarily closed. But in early 2009, proper management was established and application process was developed to like ensure the safety precautions were real, really being met. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, because of this, on May 18th, 2009, the cave was reopened to the public, which really shouldn't have happened. It sounds like a bad cave. It sounds like not the best idea. I mean, I'm sure tons of people have been out of there with no problems, right? Sure. I I still think we should maybe just let people do what they're going to do. I don't know about that. It's up to you if you want to go die in a cave. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I would totally do cave diving, but the type where it's like a tour led by a professional and a bunch of teammates and you're all hooked up and everything is safe. So basically, the beginner's cave for beginners, (laughs) the cave for babies is where I want to go. I just want to see some caves but not die is the thing. Yeah, no, that's reasonable. I think that's fair. So, on November 24th, 2009, a 26-year-old medical student named John Edward Jones died after becoming trapped in the cave, right? So the weird angles of the specific area he was wedged in meant that he'd gotten stuck upside down. No. Yeah, in there. So a dangerous amount of fluid was pooling in his head and lungs, which, you know, after such a long amount of time, obviously put a lot of strain on his body. It's so gross, because then you start bleeding out your eyeballs and shit. Oh no. Poor John. So rescuers used ropes and pulleys to try to get him out, and one rescuer named Susie Matola, who was only like five foot three, got close enough to see his shoes and speak to him while he was still alive. And for comparison here, it was tight for her, and John and she's was my six size. feet. Your size. Yeah, she was tiny. Oh yeah, that is my size. I'm yeah. tiny. I'm little. But yeah. No, <laughs> like John was also tiny? No. He oh, was, okay. for comparison, he was normal like six guy. feet, 200 pounds, normal size, like... Grown up size. Yeah, grown up guy size, right? <laughs> As opposed Not to like me. Us. I'm 12 year old boy size, it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> I'm 12 year old girl size, I guess. Yeah, you're, you're a little shorter than me, so that's actually accurate. So, <laughs> itty bitty Andrea. <laughs> but yeah, this was even tight for her, and he accidentally got caught in here, obviously, right? Like, this was a turn that got confusing and it looked like it widened at the bottom but it actually got narrower anyway so he got stuck in this like little loop area where he was trapped upside down right so yeah Susie Matola went in there and she got close enough to see his shoes and speak to him while he was still alive and here's a quote from the Salt Lake Tribune Susie said quote hi John my name is Susie how's it going you know, probably, like, trying to help but John at ease, right? Like, that's what rescuers are supposed yeah. to do, like... Yeah, it's not good if they panic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And John replied, quote, Hi, Susie, thanks for coming, but I really, really want to get out. That's reasonable. Yeah. Very polite. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'd be... I don't know if I'd even be able to respond with all that, like, blood in my head. I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here, Susie, right now. (laughs) Like, Susie, please. Just pull on my sneaker. Well, and that was the issue, too. So, John had gone into the cave with ten other friends and family members for, like, an excursion that was organized by his brother that was supposed to be, like, a nice throwback to previous family caving adventures. Like, they used to do this together, and this was supposed to be, like, a little throwback. So this is really fucking sad. Yeah. And here's a quote from the brother. Quote, Seeing his feet and seeing how swallowed he was by the rock, 
that's when I knew it was serious. It was really serious. Yes. Like, he didn't realize at first just how stuck his brother was. Um, And he called 911, obviously, like, as soon. Yeah, like, he had to back out of there, and he was there talking to him for a while, and um, they prayed, because John also has, like, a wife and child, and he was just, like, praying Mm. to the Lord to get him out of there. Yeah. It's that, yeah. Yeah. So, out of the 137 people who tried to rescue him, only a few people could even fit into the opening in which he was trapped. Like, it was about the size of, like, the opening of a washing machine maximum. Oh, yeah. So when rescuers did make it that far, like, and tried to rescue John, because of the geometry of the cave, his feet would end up hitting the super low ceiling. And then, like, if they pulled him backwards, they would have basically smashed both his like both his legs okay. they would have been obliterated mm-hmm. and having like after having been upside down for so long they couldn't risk doing that and sending his body into shock from the pain because it would kill him yeah but he died anyway yeah but they that's, that's why they couldn't risk it though like he would have been really bad like it wasn't just oh this might fracture your bone a little this it could the pain could have killed him um, so they just didn't know how to fucking get him out, so they tried a bunch of things, but despite the rescuers' efforts, after 28 hours, John died, and, uh, the rescuers concluded that it would be too dangerous to even attempt to retrieve his body after that, right? Mm-hmm. So the landowner and Jones's family came to an agreement that the cave should be permanently closed with John Edward Jones' body sealed inside. That's depressing. Yeah. Thanks, friend. You're welcome. Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, and I'm Canadian Girl. Do you like adventures, myths, legends, and learning about some of Canada's greatest moments in history? Well then this is the podcast for you. Join me every two weeks as we travel around Canada, exploring things like mermaids, giants, lost gold mines, and we even stop once in a while to observe historical events and people. Come on over to the channel and join the crew by hitting that subscribe button today. You don't want to miss out on our next adventure. Yeah, I think that's heartbreaking. Uh, 2009. Mine happens in 2005. Yeah, so like these are recent recent enough to be extremely depressing. Mine is also, it's not I don't know. I mean, you be the judge. I'm just going to head into it. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay, so it's Dave Shaw's last dive. Oh, no. So this is about Dave Shaw. Poor Dave. But first I'm going to tell you about Dion Dreyer. Okay. So he had been diving like 200 times and was invited to a place called Bushman's Hole over the 1994 Christmas break by the South Africa Cave Diving Association divers. These always have hilarious names. I know. Yeah. Considering how much horrifying shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Bushman's Hole. Bushman's Hole. Nutty Putty. I mean, maybe they have to just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. how we cope. <laughs> yeah. He was super excited. Um, they planned to go down like 492 feet, and he was going to do dive support, whatever mm-hmm. um, that is. But, yeah, I, I mean, assuming it's like a something you do. For it's divers. A role yeah, in, like it's. When you go as a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two weeks before the dive, his grandfather died, oh. and then while hanging out with his family one night, he told them if he could choose, he would go out diving. Huh. So, like, he would die diving. Like, that would be his way to go. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, 
tempted the fates on that one. Yes. So, Dion's mother, Marie, begged him not to go because a guy had already died there, Eben Layden, who'd blacked out at 200 feet, and then his dive buddy rushed him up, but couldn't save him. No. Um, so, blacking out, like, is when you just get too much carbon dioxide in you. Yeah, like your oxygen's <laughs> not giving you enough oxygen. Yeah, and you pass to... out. And it can happen, I mean, people can go way further down than 200 feet or whatever. Like, it's just something. It can just can happen, happen to yeah. some people. So Ugh. the team was doing a practice dive at Bushman's Hole. So this wasn't even the time that they were going to go uh, down the 492 feet. They were yeah. just doing a practice. And on the way back up, at 196 feet, Dion was completely fine. And he was communicating with his buddy using, like, the sign language that divers use. Yeah, so everything was okay. Yeah, and this is a cave, just so you know. It's just an underwater Underwater one. cave. Uh, <laughs> they kept going up and at 164 feet saw a light below. So this is his team members. They saw a light below, which was weird. Hmm. Um, when they got to the surface and they counted, they were a person short. Oh, no. So the team leader started swimming down to the light because he realized, oh, shit, that's, that's, that's Dion. Team. Yeah. And But when he realized the light was more than like 100 feet down and like continuing to descend oh no he, he couldn't chase it like it would have just been suicide to try um, um so there'd be two dead people yeah no it makes it makes sense but holy shit yeah it's depressing dion um it's impossible to know for sure why dion died yeah. but the theory is that he blacked out from the carbon dioxide buildup which can happen in deep water right like we said before so he would have just blacked out and died like and drowned so that's a theory, but they're not sure. They're not sure, but that's the most likely theory. Yeah, like to suddenly plummet. Yeah. Yeah. Just to suddenly go motionless, basically, is what happened. Yeah. Because he just passed out. Yeah. And then sunk. And then sunk. Uh, two weeks later, they found his helmet, but not his body. What? Yeah. A commemorative, like it's a, comp- it's a cave, right? So it's got yeah. nooks and crannies. Um, a commemorative plaque was placed on a rock wall above the entry. Okay. Now we can talk about Dave Shaw. Okay, what happened? He was an Australian man born in 1954 who was a scuba diver, technical diver, and airline pilot. Okay. He'd broken several records for diving in South Africa on October 28th, 2004. And on that same dive that he broke, broke like, I think it was like four or five records. Yeah. Um, he found the body of Dion Dreyer. Oh, no. This is 10 years earlier that Dion had drowned, right? Or yeah. Or died there. Oh, and Dion Dreyer, he was 20. Oh, when he died. Oh, my and, God. And, like, divers had been – because divers go to Bushman's Hole all the time. So they kind of always just kept their eyes out for his body. Um, yeah. So finally, Dave found it. Yikes. So the That'd body – Yeah. The body was 270 meters down. Wow. <laughs> Dion – yes. Like, I just don't understand divers. <laughs> just saying. I mean <laughs> – I kind of do, but knowing the carbon dioxide no. thing makes me say, no, thank well, you. Well, the bends, like that. The is, bends. That yeah. is the thing that would terrify me the most. Yeah, that scares me too. Like, because you don't even know if you're safe once you're out of there. Well, like, exactly. what if? Yeah, what if you didn't surface slowly enough? Yeah. There are checkpoints on the way up when you go like this deep where you just have to like go to a certain point, sit there. Yeah. And then go up to a certain point, sit there until the carbon dioxide clears out of your system. Yeah, but what if you've got, I don't know, a slow system or your suit's not whatever. Like yeah, so, anything exactly. could happen. Yeah. So that's what creeps me up about it. Also, strange fish. I don't like that. 
You see, that's why I would do it. I want to see some strange fish. No, I don't like a fucking creepy-ass fish. You see, the way to get around this is submarine. That I would do. That would be great. Okay. Okay. So. (laughs) Someone lend us a sub. I'll look at fishes. I just don't want to be bitten by a fish. That's fair. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so it was really far down, 270 meters. Um, His equipment was intact and his mask was still on, but his hands and head had been reduced to skeleton. Yeah. So Dave tried grabbing the body but realized he wouldn't make it. So he just marked the place and decided to come back later. Mm, Okay, which is a good idea so far. He was communicating with the family. He's like, I'll go get your son for you and shit like that. Yeah. So that was cool. So well, he was qualified. Yeah. Like if anyone was, he was. Yeah. And um, he also got like a whole team together. So there were other divers. It wasn't just him like, I'm going to go. It was yeah. Like him. And then there were like police divers. There were paramedics. Like. Yeah. Um, because it's dangerous to do this. Yeah. But uh, it makes sense to want to retrieve the body for the yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. Um, on January 8th, 2005, he decided he, that was the day. January 8th, man, that's that's the day I like to dive. Um, He designed a silk bag with drawstrings so that the body wouldn't fall apart when he brought it back up. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another issue to think about, though. He was working also with a documentary filmmaker. So that's like, there's a ton of people involved in this. Um, The filmmaker had given him an underwater camera um, housing thing. Right. And attached it to a climbing helmet for him to wear. Okay. And Shaw wasn't used to wearing a helmet. And no. he liked to carry his diving light on the back of his hand. Um, and if he needed both hands, he would normally sling the light and cable around his neck so it wouldn't get caught on anything. Yeah, which is smart. But the helmet w- would make that really hard to do. Oh, no. So he's wearing this helmet, meaning he can't do that. So he decided, okay, well, I'll just have to set my light down occasionally instead. Oh, boy. Which is not I would have just declined. I've been like, no, you know what? If you can't figure out a better fucking camera, then, uh, then we're I not making this a it. documentary. Yeah, I guess we're not getting that footage. Yeah. Um, so he actually used a closed circuit rebreather set, which unlike traditional open circuit scuba gear, was recycling the gas that he breathed, oh, scrubbing no. out the carbon dioxide he exhaled and adding back oxygen. Okay. It's but... unclear about whether this is better or worse. Like, because... I mean, it... They, you can still black out with the other ones. So this is kind of like a, I don't know. Yeah, so like maybe that is. I mean, it sounds good in theory, which is yeah. why they developed they it, I They didn't cite it as it being a, the problem. Oh, okay. But like it's the reason why he also had like um, broken records and shit. Like because pe- nobody had really used closed circuit rebreather sets to do all these things before. Right. So it could have been. So it could have been a good It could have been a, or it could have been a bad thing. I don't know. Right. It's just impossible to tell, right? I don't know anything. I mean, the problem with, like, people doing research on this is that you can't, really. Because if it doesn't work, the person dies and they can't tell you why. (laughs) Like, I don't know, it's hard and it's unethical to use, you know, people or animals as, like, subjects for that, so. For that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, the underwater camera became useful in determining what happened to him later. So basically, he managed to grab the body, but it started floating. Dion's body had turned into adipocere, a soapy substance made from body fat, so the part of his body that was in his suit. Yeah. And it caused the body to be very buoyant. Um, Experts had told Dave this would happen. Yeah. (laughs) But he still wanted to go ahead, and that's reasonable. Um, I will. 
I mean, it makes really sense because, like, to him, he would just be like, okay, so it's going to be a little slippery. All right. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like, if it's not buoyant, he can get the bag over it. Because right. Because it's, it's still. But if it's floating all over the place, That's uh, you're, like, chasing this body around. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. So since he needed both hands to work on grabbing the body, he did set his can light on the cave floor. Dion's head fell off, and the body started floating, making it difficult for him to put it into the bag. Um, Even though the body was loose and could now come up on its own, and Shaw was panting and breathing too quickly, he kept trying. So at this point, he could have stopped and gone up, but you like like when you go down that deep, they call it narcosis, and basically it's like you're wasted. So you're not you're not that. You can't reason that well. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, so um, he's, like, still in, trying to take the body, even though the body at this point would be able to float to the surface and it would have been a success- successful recovery, yeah. Yeah, he just, uh, his judgment's, like, judgment's severely gone. impaired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was panting and stuff, so, like, he's using up his oxygen. Oh, no. Um, the cave line snagged on his cave light, and he tried to untangle that, so that was more effort. Oh. Um, because of the depth, like I said, it would be like he was drunk and he just starts being all over the fucking place and like wasting, like he just has no more energy, yeah. no more oxygen. Yeah. Like he doesn't. Yeah. And then he gets present. tangled in Dion's shit too. And then basically dies of carbon dioxide poisoning. Oh no. Um, there's actual video of it, obviously, because that was taken. That was so you can see it on YouTube. It I didn't watch it. Um, one of his diving buddies watched it after and like, he didn't realize, um, like he was listening to the breathing and he didn't realize he was, you know, matching it while watching it. Right. Oh, yeah. And he like almost passed out because of hyperventilating. Like he was hyperventilating. Oh my God. This Um, poor man. Yeah. And, uh, three days later, both bodies floated to the surface while the divers that had joined Shaw on this um, expedition were retrieving their equipment. So they did get both bodies, but... um, That's really fucking sad that now there's two instead of one. So, like, his whole family is like, this is exactly what Dave would have wanted, though. Um, Actually, his wife was upset that his body floated to the surface because she knows that Dave, if he died on a diving expedition, would want his body to be there. Like, that's where... Wasn't it Dion who wanted to die? Dion also did, yeah. Oh, they both did? Yeah, I guess these are hardcore divers. I mean... (laughs) So they're like, it's going to be a death at sea for me. Yeah, they want to, like, they are so passionate about diving and exploring these caves um, that the only way they can picture wanting to die is by doing what they love. Wow. And then that's also where they want their bodies to be. It makes sense. That's a meaningful, like, yeah. you, you scatter people's ashes at, at a meaningful spot. So. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm, and I'm glad about that. And at least in that way, it's less horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I mean, I was about to say too, like, um, maybe the high you get from being down there is really fucking good. Maybe that's why people like it. And oh. they're like, yeah, I'd be okay if I died this way because I'd be so fucking high. It won't even, like. Maybe. I don't know. But Maybe. I'm hoping. Fingers still, crossed. Yeah, hopefully he just died euphoric. euphoric. Yeah, like yeah. so out of it that he was euphoric. Yeah. I hope so. Oh. I hope they both were Anyway, it's okay. creepy. Yeah, Being I know. down that, that far underwater, just like the kinds of sea or ocean or whatever's down there, cave oh. monsters, deep sea cave monsters. Oh, there's a big weird alien tube fish. 
Yeah. No, I think I saw that. And That's I even like deeper. It. But yeah, no, like the fact that it's so dark down there, though, I think would freak me out. I just... Like not being able to see much. I'm scared of sharks and shit. Me too. I would like more protection and yeah. like That's than that. That's why we're doing the sub thing instead. Yeah, so um, users... Uh, users... Users of this website that we are broadcasting to you. Um, <laughs> listeners of this podcast, if you happen to have a spare submarine, please you send wanna it mail it. Way. Yeah, you wanna send it uh to two scared siblings at gmail.com as you send mail. Send us stories about climbing helmets that you've had in the past. Send us stories about like scary yeah, scary caves that you've seen on walks and stuff. Like yeah. there's a weird little cave um in our neighborhood. Oh, hey? did you ever own Nutty Putty? Send us a pic. <laughs> Pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> but Sorry, yeah. What did you say? Oh, um, there's a weird little cave in our neighborhood, eh? Um, oh, I want to see it. Are you going to take me there? Yeah, I will. It okay. looks like uh, witches live in the forest around it. That's awesome. Yeah, We're like going. I can't tell for sure, but it's weird. Yeah, we no, my friend We should go and videotape it. it and put it on our website so that we have something on our website. That's a good idea. It's literally just sitting there. TwoScaredSiblings.com. Yeah, that's and, ours. Uh, I mean, you can go there, but... There's nothing on it. Nothing's happening. To so. be fair, it's even scarier that way. It is. <laughs> you go like, there and you're like, what the fuck is this? This is a it? ghost website. Yeah, it's one of those, like, haunted Abandoned, urban legends websites. website. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> um, All right. What we meant by nothing's on there is that there's a lot on there, but then it got haunted, so... Um, yeah. Um, yeah, really be scared. It's really just something we've been going through. Yeah, it's been hard. <laughs> life is hard oh god i'm so tired but me too i want to also tell you about our patreon which is patreon.com slash two scared siblings where you can support us if you want us to keep talking at you yay which you do yay. yeah mm-hmm. please do there's two different <laughs> tiers even a dollar a month helps and you get a special shout out and your name in the credits and five dollar tiers you know you get even more you get that and bonus episodes yay and we Hooray. might like experiment with our tiers and sometimes we give Merch. Merch, so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Free merch. So. Yeah, so that's a thing that. that you should do. And we're at Too Scared Sibs on Twitter. And now, smooch. Mwah. Mwah. Sleep well.